And welcome back to another edition of the Twins Wrap here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Dick Bramer, the television voice of Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. I am Derek Hansen. And it's you know it's a roller coaster ride, Dick. There's no question. You go from Rosario's beautiful throw home, which was about as exciting as it gets, with you and Jim Cott and uh, Bert Blylevin in the. Uh, I just love the call that you had there. And then you know a tough night Friday, a great game Saturday, a you know Clevenger on Sunday. It's been quite a ride here. Yeah, the math still looks good for the Twins and uh, Twins fans, but you know you, you're dealing with a lot of things here. Uh, in this next week, the uh, you know the, the opponents are pretty good. Washington Nationals and the Indians are both pretty good, and the Twins are banged up much more than uh, they would anticipate. So we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. My suspicion is if this team uh, pitches pretty well, and that's been an issue as well, but if they pitch pretty well, they'll be just fine. Well, and you mentioned that the one thing I didn't mention about the uh, roller coaster ride was – I'm heading down to the game on Saturday, and the news comes out about Michael Pineda, the 60-game suspension. I mean, my goodness, he had a good outing Friday, even with the loss. But with Kyle Gibson hurt and Barrios not pitching, well, that's the worst news this team could have. And there is absolutely no excuse for it. As as many trainers and as much as teams have invested uh, in training, if Michael Pineda wanted a diuretic for whatever reason, he probably could have had his pick of 12 of them in the Twins clubhouse that were sanctioned by Major League Baseball. Uh, it, it was a blow to the team. It will be a blow to the team through the postseason. Um, I, I, I don't believe, I don't know, of course, but I don't believe Michael Pineda uh, was using the substance to mask PED use. I believe him when he says he was using it strictly as a diuretic, but that does not excuse it in any way, shape, or form. He let the fans down. He let his teammates down. And now he's got to pay the price for something that never should have happened in the first place. And this seems to be happening a lot where, you know, and the organizations are telling them, don't go to any of these nutrition stores and take anything because I think like 65% of the stuff that you can buy over the counter at them can show up as far as the banned substance for Major League Baseball. And that's why the, the shelves are stocked with just about anything any player could need to get through the season. It's all legal. It's all sanctioned, approved. You know, if, if you're Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, you've got to be livid that this happened because of how much they've invested in nutrition, in in supplements that are, uh, you know, a, approved by Major League Baseball, and to have uh, one of your key players, the guy who had been their best pitcher for the last few months, um, you know, go outside the the circle and take something at significant risk and then have it show up in a test. I, I, I can't imagine how upsetting it was when they heard the news and, you know, the twins are just going to have to move on. Unfortunately, that's the, you know, the situation here guy had been pitching really well and you had to admire him for how consistent he'd been. And as you pointed out, he took the ball Friday and pitched really well against the Indians, knowing what was going to be coming down the next day. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a weird scenario, too, where the organization really doesn't know about it. Major League Baseball contacts the, the player and the agent directly. I guess that's part of the collective bargaining agreement, but that shocked me. Well, and then you have to wonder exactly when uh, the failed test news came down to the player and the agent and when the team knew about it. Now, I, I, it, it's probably, it probably happened after the trade deadline, but there's something wrong in a system where if they had found out about it before the trade deadline and the team was literally 
other than the fans, I guess, the public, the last to know in, in the, the chain of information, well, it w- would have been something the Twins could have addressed before the trade deadline if they chose to. But as it was, you know, uh, you just lose the player, and we'll see uh, how the Twins can recover from it both in the next 19 games and in the postseason should they get there. Think about Saturday Saturday night, how big it was, and I think both Jake Orderizzi and Mitch Garver, who was the hero with the two home runs in the game, you know, to lift themselves up, which didn't look good for a while, but you know, once uh, Garver hit that three-run home run, it was such a key point in that game because they needed that win after the news of that day. And the loss uh, the night before and the specter of having to face Mike Clevenger uh, the next day, yeah, where would this season be without that home run and without that win? Well, instead of it being five games, it would be three, and you've got the three games coming up in Cleveland, and, and you know, the Indians are in Anaheim playing an Angel team that's pretty much mailed it in for the season, and the Twins are taking on a Washington Nationals team that appears headed for the playoffs. So, yeah, that was, uh, what, 88 wins, whatever it is. That was one of the biggest ones on Saturday night. Dick Bramer with us, the uh, Twins wrap here. We do it every Tuesday during the Drive Time News Hour. Derek Hansen with you. We mentioned pitching. Uh, Odorizzi, I said, had a nice start Saturday night, and no more Pineda. And you have Kyle Gibson on the shelf right now. Perez has looked a b- little bit better, but it really comes down to the guy who's starting tonight, right? Jose Barrios, he has to pitch well. And he hasn't been. And uh, there were some encouraging signs. He gave up the two home run balls to Mookie Betts, but then kept the Red Sox in check uh, for most of the time around that. Uh, He needs to step things up. And, you know, when somebody goes out because of an injury, the common phrase, it's a cliche, next man in. Well, it isn't the next man. It's the guys around that spot in the starting rotation that need to step up. Perez has looked a little bit better as of late. There were some encouraging signs about Barrios in his start against Boston. Uh, Kyle Gibson's going to be slotted back into the rotation Thursday night. Uh, against the uh, uh, Nationals. Uh, the hope is that the Kyle Gibson that will take the mound will be stronger physically uh, than he was before he went on the injured list with his uh, you know, basically the weakness he felt because of the um, ulcerative colitis. I uh, talked to Kyle the other day, and he feels much, much better, so hopefully that will translate into a good start on Thursday. It seems like if this team is able to get to the postseason here, if they don't you know, have a – you know, hopefully against the White Sox and the Royals the last two weeks, they can take care of business. But the bullpen is starting to take shape. Would you agree with that? Now, I don't know what the situation is with Romo. Is there anything? It looked like he jumped off the mound awkwardly on Saturday night. Yeah, he uh, he. it's a chronic problem, I guess. And I, had, I have someone who follows me on Twitter who let me know uh, shortly after it happened that it what happened Saturday night when he came off the mound after getting the last out is a chronic issue for him and happened uh, going back to his days with the Giants somewhat regularly. Uh, he was apparently available to pitch even the next day, but uh, it was frightening at the time because we didn't know his history. Uh, he wasn't concerned about it, although it looked terrible with him unable to put any weight on that leg coming off the mound, but he is fine. And you're right about the bullpen. It's It's been actually the, the relievers have outperformed the starters, to be honest with you, over the last month. Tyler Duffy's been outstanding. Trevor May looks like he's turned the corner. Taylor Rogers, if he's not overused, has been pretty good. I think they like the idea of Brewster Gratterol uh, providing a power arm in the bullpen, but that's something to watch, too. If you know it doesn't look like uh, you know Gibson's going to be able to bounce back or if 
some of the other people continue to struggle, Gratterall might be extended back into a starting pitcher, which is what he was for most of the season. As far as uh, so that's kind of rounding out as we mentioned. Boy, the news on Byron Buxton, that just it, it just that's when it looks like it's getting better and then it goes worse. Hopefully this meeting with the specialist will go well. Well, I suspect we'll find out something later today as to what his status is going to see a specialist in California. Uh, surgery as soon as this year is an option. Hopefully uh, the exams that he uh, underwent yesterday showed nothing significant and they'll be able to work him back in. Uh, you know, he looked, if anything, a little tentative when they entered the game, uh, entered him in the game as a pinch runner. So if he's going to be tentative on the bases, then, uh, you know, he's not going to be of any use to this team at all for the balance of the year. So we'll see what the news is. Hopefully we'll get some encouraging news later today. As far as the health of this team, who would have thunk that this team would be searching for outfielders? Well, they had to make a deal for a guy who's not eligible for the postseason, but Jake Cave, you know, limping off the other night. And then Max Kepler, who's been, you could maybe argue, one of the MVPs of this team. Who would have thunk that all of a sudden they're looking for outfielders? Right, and there's a, a name that shouldn't be disregarded by Twins fans. I know many of them know of Alex Kirilov. He really finished with a flourish in the in the playoffs, a left-handed hitting outfielder who's going to be playing for the Twins very soon. And you mentioned that Ryan Lamar was added to the roster, and I double-checked when he showed up Sunday morning. There are no circumstances where he can be added to the postseason roster. And if the news on Buxton is... Uh, bad in terms of him being able to help uh, out this year. If Kepler can't get through the knot that's in his left shoulder, uh, don't sleep on Alex Kirilov because he's a name that uh, Twins fans should be aware of. And if if out of a need, they may go ahead and bring him up from Double A to fill a spot on the roster. The magic number at fourteen. So hopefully, I mean. Just with simple math, and as I hinted at before, with the White Sox and Royals coming up, you have to feel good about it. But you know, I've seen stranger things happen. You just every win is so important right now. Well, it's a five-game lead as you and I are doing this interview. But uh, the important thing, it is five games, but it's also seven games in the loss column. Now, this team all year long has been playing uh, at a pace where they would win twelve out of nineteen games. So there are the seven games right there. If the Twins continue to do what they've been doing, and there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do that, if they go 12-7, and seven, that means the Indians would have to win out the rest of the year uh, without uh, the luxury of even suffering one loss. So we'll see how it plays out. Stranger things have happened, but this has been a pretty good team and a pretty resilient team, and we'll see how they get through this next week. My, my sense is if they, can, if they can go into that Cleveland series with a four-game lead, if they were to lose one game yet in this Washington uh, series in this homestand, if they can open that Cleveland series with a four-game lead and then uh, somehow find, you know, manage to win at least one in Cleveland, then that, that might be uh, not the final nail in the coffin. But I think that would cause everybody to sleep a lot better at night. And I think, you know, even if they can get down to 13, because if Rios can get on track here, Annabelle Sanchez is a guy that they can get to. And I know that a lot of the Twins players have had good numbers off him. So really, I mean, I hate to say how important one game is out of a series, but I think this is a game that the Twins need. They need both for the you know Barrios to pitch well, and they need to get the offense going against this guy. Well, they're, they're, the odds would favor the Twins winning tonight because they've got their ace going. Sanchez has been very good, was with the Twins in spring training. 
in 2018, but then you get Strasburg and Corbin in games two and three of the series, and they're two of the best pitchers in the National League. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, and, and uh, of course, then the Indians are on the West Coast uh, taking on the Angels. So uh, for those of us who like watching baseball and uh, pen and chase baseball, uh, you know, we'll be watching a lot of baseball here for the next couple of nights. Yeah, final thing for you. I'm guessing that uh, Brian Dozier probably get a pretty good uh, round of ovation. He was a fan favorite for a while. That would be a nice moment. Yeah, he's uh, you know uh, done an okay job with the Nationals. Got off to a very poor start. Uh, he uh, had some tremendous years in a Twins uniform. Here it was just over a year ago. He was still playing for the Twins. But it's not just Dozier. It's Kurt Suzuki who uh, went to the All-Star Game in 2014 as a twin. Fernando Rodney, who was the closer for the Twins uh, for a good, the first half of the 2018 season. They're all coming back. Uh, they're important games for the Nationals, important games for the Twins. And, Derek, as I've said before, that, you know this is what we've been waiting for. We haven't had meaningful September games, or at least not enough of them, over the last 10 years. This is going to be fun as we play out the final weeks of the season. Yeah, it'll feel like uh, playoff baseball starting tonight at Target Field. Enjoy your time, Dick. Looking forward to uh, next Tuesday and looking forward to see what uh, comes out of it with this week against the Nationals and the Indians. You got it, Derek. Dick Bramer with us. The Twins wrap brought to you by Jefferson Lines here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.